Today is the 15th day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is great to be here with you as we gather around the global campfire. Move forward, take another step together on our journey, the journey of this week, the journey of this year, and the journey of our lives. So we're taking steps every day so that as we move through this year, we move through everything that the Bible has to say every verse, every chapter, every book. And so uh, we always pick up where we left off so that we don't miss anything. And that leads us back into the book of Genesis today. We are seeing Jacob and his two wives and their two servants. They're making a family. And as we see each of these children born, they may sound familiar. We'll get to know those names. These children... Well, they're the children of Israel, and we'll see how that comes to be soon enough. But today, Genesis chapter 31, verse 17 through 32, verse 12. So Jacob got up and put his children and wives on the camels. He took all the livestock and possessions he had acquired in Paddan Aram, and he drove his herds to go to the land of Canaan, to his father Isaac. When Laban had gone to shear his sheep, Rachel stole her father's household idols, and Jacob deceived Laban the Aramean, not telling them that he was fleeing. He fled with all his possessions, crossed the Euphrates, and headed for the hill country of Gilead. On the third day, Laban was told that Jacob had fled, so he took his relatives with him, pursued Jacob for seven days, and overtook him in the hill country of Gilead. But God came to Laban the Aramean in a dream at night. Watch yourself, God warned him. Don't say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. When Laban overtook Jacob, Jacob had pitched his tent in the hill country, and Laban and his relatives also pitched their tents in the hill country of Gilead. Laban said to Jacob, what have you done? You have deceived me and taken my daughters away like prisoners of war. Why did you secretly flee from me, deceive me, and not tell me? I would have sent you away with joy and singing, with tambourines and lyres. But you didn't even let me kiss my grandchildren and my daughters. You have acted foolishly. I could do you great harm. But last night the God of your father said to me, Watch yourself. Don't say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. Now you have gone off because you long for your father's family. But why have you stolen my gods? Jacob answered, I was afraid, for I thought you would take your daughters from me by force. If you find your gods with anyone here, he will not live. Before our relatives point out anything that is yours and take it. Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen the idols. So Laban went into Jacob's tent, Leah's tent, and the tents of the two concubines, but he found nothing. When he left Leah's tent, he went into Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken Laban's household idols, put them in a saddlebag of the camel, and sat on them. Laban searched the whole tent, but found nothing. She said to her father, Don't be angry, my lord, that I cannot stand up in your presence. I am having my period. So Laban searched, but could not find the household idols. Then Jacob became incensed and brought charges against Laban. What is my crime? He said to Laban. 
What is my sin that you have pursued me? You've searched all my possessions. Have you found anything of yours? Put it here before my relatives and yours, and let them decide between the two of us. I've been with you these twenty years. Your ewes and female goats have not miscarried, and I have not eaten the rams from your flock. I did not bring you any of the flock torn by wild beasts. I myself bore the loss. You demanded payment from me for what was stolen by day or by night. There I was. The heat consumed me by day and the frost by night, and sleep fled from my eyes. For twenty years in your household I served you, fourteen years for your two daughters and six years for your flocks, and you have changed my wages ten times. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham, the fear of Isaac had not been with me, certainly now you would have sent me off empty-handed. But God has seen my affliction and my hard work, and he issued his verdict last night. Then Laban answered Jacob, The daughters are my daughters, the children my children, and the flocks my flocks. Everything you see is mine. But what can I do today for these daughters of mine or for the children they have borne? Come now, let's make a covenant, you and I. Let it be a witness between the two of us. So Jacob picked out a stone and set it up as a marker. Then Jacob said to his relatives, Gather stones. And they took stones and made a mound and ate there by the mound. Laban named the mound Jagur Sahaduta, but Jacob named it Galid. Then Laban said, This mound is a witness between you and me today. Therefore the place was called Galid, and also Mitzpah. For he said, May the Lord watch between you and me when we are out of each other's sight. If you mistreat my daughters or take other wives, though no one is with us, understand that God will be a witness between you and me. Laban also said to Jacob, Look at this mound and the marker I have set up between you and me. This mound is a witness, and the marker is a witness that I will not pass beyond this mound to you, and you will not pass beyond this mound and this marker to do me harm. The God of Abraham and the gods of Nahor, the gods of their father, will judge between us. And Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac. Then Jacob offered a sacrifice on the mountain and invited his relatives to eat a meal. So they ate a meal and spent the night on the mountain. Laban got up early in the morning, kissed his grandchildren and daughters, and blessed them. Then Laban left to return home. Jacob went on his way, and God's angels met him. When he saw them, Jacob said, This is God's camp. So he called that place Mahanaim. Jacob sent messengers ahead of him to his brother Esau in the land of Seir, the territory of Edom. He commanded them, You are to say to my lord Esau, This is what your servant Jacob says. I have been staying with Laban and have been delayed until now. I have oxen, donkeys, flocks, and male and female slaves. I have sent this message to inform my lord in order to seek your favor. When the messengers returned to Jacob, they said, We went to your brother Esau. He is coming to meet you, and he has four hundred men with him. Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. He divided the people with him into two camps, along with the flocks, herds, and camels. He thought, if Esau comes to one camp and attacks it, 
the remaining one can escape. Then Jacob said, God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord who said to me, Go back to your land and to your family, and I will cause you to prosper. I am unworthy of all the kindness and faithfulness you have shown your servant. Indeed, I crossed over the Jordan with my staff, and now I have become two camps. Please rescue me from my brother Esau, for I am afraid of him. Otherwise he may come and attack me, the mothers and their children. You have said, I will cause you to prosper, and I will make your offspring like the sand of the sea, too numerous to be counted. Matthew 10, 24 through 11, 6. A disciple is not above his teacher or a slave above his master. It is enough for a disciple to become like his teacher and a slave like his master. If they called the head of the house Beelzebul, how much more the members of his household? Therefore, don't be afraid of them, since there is nothing covered that won't be uncovered and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. What you hear in a whisper, proclaim on the housetops. Don't fear those who kill the body but are not able to kill the soul. Rather, fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Aren't two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's consent. But even the hairs of your head have all been counted. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Therefore, everyone who will acknowledge me before others, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I will also deny him before my Father in heaven. Don't assume that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. For I came to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be the members of his household. The one who loves a father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. The one who loves a son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever doesn't take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Anyone who finds his life will lose it. And anyone who loses his life because of me will find it. The one who welcomes you welcomes me, and the one who welcomes me welcomes him who sent me. Anyone who welcomes a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward, and anyone who welcomes a righteous person because he's righteous will receive a righteous person's reward. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones because he is a disciple Truly, I tell you, he will never lose his reward. When Jesus had finished giving instruction to his twelve disciples, he moved from there to teach and preach in their towns. Now when John heard in prison what the Christ was doing, he sent a message to his disciples and asked him, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? 
Jesus replied to them, Go and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor are told the good news. And blessed is the one who isn't offended by me. Psalm 13 A plea for deliverance for the choir director, a psalm of David. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long will I store up anxious concerns within me, agony in my mind every day? How long will my enemies dominate me? Consider me and answer, Lord my God. Restore brightness to my eyes, otherwise I will sleep in death. My enemy will say I have triumphed over him, and my foes will rejoice because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your faithful love. My heart will rejoice in your deliverance. I will sing to the Lord because he has treated me generously. Proverbs 3, 16 through 18. Long life is in her right hand. In her left, riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant and all her paths peaceful. She is a tree of life to those who embrace her and those who hold on to her are happy. Okay, so in our reading from Genesis today, we saw a pretty anxious time for, for Jacob. So his wives and his children and he and their entire household and all their flocks, everything. This is like big. This would be hard to hide. So they fleed when, flee when Laban is, is off shearing his sheep, but they find out about it. And uh, there's, there's a lot of drama in the pursuit as they finally, Laban and Jacob, form a a treaty and part on good terms but once he dealt with this problem that was behind him he had to like he didn't get to catch his breath before he had to turn to the problem that was in front of him and that was his brother Esau a couple decades have passed so so things may have simmered down a little bit but the brothers did not part on good terms Esau wanted to kill Jacob and Jacob had really treated Esau with a lot of trickery and so the relationship between them, well, it, it was unhealthy, to, to say the least. And so Jacob sends messengers ahead of them to try to take the temperature, to try to find Esau, find out what's going on, find out what they might be running into. And the messengers returned, and it didn't seem like good news because they did find Esau, and Esau assembled 400 people, and 400 people are coming with Esau to meet his brother Jacob so that sounds yeah that sounds bad you've probably encountered situations like that when when we just took care of the thing that was behind us and now we gotta face what's in front of us but what's in front of us feels like it's coming down upon us and we're overwhelmed by anxiety and it feels like as soon as we solve one problem there's another bigger problem waiting for us I think that uh, what we read in the Psalms today says that this has been going on a while. We're not the first people to encounter these types of emotions. 
David says, Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long are you going to keep looking the other way? So we need to understand that the times that we wander into that test us, yeah, sometimes we, we create our own destruction, don't we? We wander in a wilderness of our own making and we have no way to know how to get out because we're so shrouded in deception that to come true and be clean ah, might destroy our lives as we know it. And so we're trapped and it tests us. And sometimes life brings us tests that we didn't navigate into. They are just there as part of life. But they become the same kind of thing that Jacob was doing for us. We can look out in front and take the temperature, understand what's coming for us, what's happening inside of us, and turn our hope as Jacob did to God. Who do we really believe in? Ourselves? The people who are against us? Like, who are we trusting? Where are we placing our trust? Ourselves? We're not that trustworthy. We're willing to do all kinds of things to protect ourselves that aren't true. So we have to imitate what Jacob was modeling for us as he was faced with losing everything. He prayed, God, my father, Lord, who said to me, go back to your land and to your family and I will cause you to prosper. I'm not worthy of all the kindness and faithfulness that you've shown your servant. I crossed over the Jordan with only my staff and now I've become prosperous to make up two different camps. Please rescue me from my brother. I'm afraid of him. He might come and attack me. He might come and attack the mothers and their children. You said, I will cause you to prosper. And I will make your offspring like the sand of the sea, too numerous to be counted. All right, so we're watching Jacob realign himself. He sees the circumstances and he sees where to place his hope and trust. And we'll watch that play out tomorrow. But this is no less true of us. And so, Father, we come into your presence. Some of us are in a wilderness of our own making, and there is no way out without disassembling all of life. And there's no way to figure it out. And maybe it all has to come tumbling down for us to be free. Some of us are in a wilderness that we did not choose. We were led there deceptively, and we don't know what to do. Some of us are just in the ups and downs of life, and it's confusing, and it's cloudy, and it's murky. And sometimes in those deep valleys, it's like, where are you? And David, David felt this way, and he's the king of Israel, your anointed one. So it's not a surprise that we would experience these things as well. They invite us to consider what we are trusting in, who we are trusting in. Because if we were trusting in you, peace would envelop us because we would know that no matter what happens, we're where we're supposed to be. So Holy Spirit, come. Give us clarity today. Give us direction in our lives. Let us have eyes to see and ears to hear what's really going on around us. 
We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com That's home base. It is the website. It is where you find out what's going on around here. And so check it out. The Daily Audio Bible app. We'll put that in the palm of your hand. Just search for Daily Audio Bible in the app store that works with your device. And while you're kind of getting familiar and checking it out, getting moved into that, check out the community section, whether on the app or in the web. There you will find different links to get connected, but also that's where the, the, the prayer wall lives. And that is something that's just for us. Just us here. We here around the global campfire. We are taking this journey through the scriptures together. Like we're right at the beginning of the journey. And so we're just getting moved in. But as we take this journey through a year, we start to become family. And it's beautiful the way that we care about the different stories that we hear and the people that, that whose voices we get to know and stories that we get to understand. And so the prayer wall is a resource that no matter what time of day or night it is, you can go tell your brothers and sisters your story and ask them to pray for you. Or maybe, maybe you can go there and encourage. Maybe things are going well for you right now and you can go encourage people who are finding it really difficult to navigate through the next day. That is the prayer wall and that is for us and that is always on and never off and can be found in the community section on the web or in the Daily Audio Bible app. So check that out. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, if this mission to bring God's spoken word read fresh every day and offered freely to anybody who would listen anywhere on this planet, any time of day or night, and to build community around this rhythm of just showing up for each other every day, showing up for ourselves every day, what we call the global campfire, just showing up in this oasis that is ours, a place of peace, a place where we can just allow the scriptures to wash into our lives and challenge us. If that is life-giving to you, then thank you deeply for your partnership. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877 877- 942 4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I will be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, neighbors. It's Lisa the Encourager. Hope you're having a very blessed day today. I'm calling in for Paul from Ohio. He called in on the community prayer. And he is trying to seek the Lord out and uh, needs the Lord and would uh, like us all to pray for him. So I'm going to pray for you, Paul. And I think you're doing exactly what you need to do to draw yourself closer to the Lord, asking for prayer and also listening to the Daily Audio Bible. That'll open up a lot of um, avenues to draw you closer to the Lord. And then also wanted to pray for Dan from Arizona. He recently had brain surgery 
and um, the outcome was good and um, he didn't have any malignancy. So praise God for that. However, he did lose his job. And so we want to pray for Dan in Arizona and his um, children are sick and his family's been sick over the uh, past couple of weeks. So we also pray that they're better now and um, pray for them and continued healing. So dear Heavenly Father, I pray for these two men that have called in and asked for prayer. And I pray God that you will bless their lives. And um, I pray uh, especially uh, for Paul's heart that the Holy Spirit will uh, draw close to him and that he will know that you are there and that if he continues to seek the Lord, you will show him many things, Lord, and many open his eyes to many things. And um, I just pray for that. And I also pray for Dan that he will be able to get uh, a job soon, Lord, and you'll uh, provide for his family and that they will get over their um, illnesses. And we praise you, Lord, for healing him. And we praise you that the surgery went well. Thank you for all your blessings, Lord. Amen. Hey, Deb family, this is God's Life Speaker. I'm coming on here with a prayer request for my husband. His name is Doug, and he has had some hip issues. And it turned out through an MRI that it was just inflammation. So that just needs to get worked through. But what they did see and weren't looking for was a spot on his prostate. So he will have another MRI to look at that directly on the 19th of January. So we are believing that God is has already taken away. And so when they go to look at it, it won't be there in the name of Jesus. Believing for those kinds of miracles. But I would just like for you to pray with us so that we can just come back here and talk about that uh, miracle working God that we all serve and look to. We are expecting Him to show up in great ways. So Heavenly Father, we just thank you for being a God that sees, that knows, that heals, that's at work when we don't see it. Um, we pray that you are at work in our hearts and that we are spiritually coming higher every moment, Lord. Uh, we pray that you would put your hand on this spot on Doug and take it in the name of Jesus. We are declaring wellness and goodness over him. And we thank you, Lord, for all the days that you have given us uh, and we just continue to keep our eyes on you knowing that the multitude may be great and we don't know what to do but our eyes are on you just as Jehoshaphat also prayed so thank you Lord and we give this to you in the name of Jesus Amen Dr. Bob from Phoenix it's Susan from Canada Godzilla Flower Collins and I just want to thank you for pouring out your heart um, and um, being vulnerable um, to what you need prayer for. So I pray, Lord God, for Dr. Bob as he um, seeks you with all his heart, his soul, his body, his mind. He craves you, Lord God. And we pray that you would meet him where he's at. That's your promise. If you seek me with all my heart, your heart, I'll be there for you. And Lord God, we know this will happen to Dr. Bob. So as he draws nearer to you, Lord God, we pray that you would make straight all the crooked paths in his life and that you would draw him onto you. Hold him in the wings, in your wings, Lord God. Bring him peace, bring him love, bring him joy, bring him everything that you have. 
uh, and lavish him in your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hi, family. It's Beloved in Bakersfield. Let's pray for our brother, Virgil, in Seoul, Korea, who called in on behalf of his sister, Neville, who recently lost her husband. Father God, we just come before you. We thank you so much for our brother, Neville, who's been with us for the last five years, praying along and listening to your word. Father, he is calling on behalf of his sister. He is pleading for direction and wisdom of how to care for her, her, his sister during this this time of deep loss and sadness. Father, we pray that you would give him the instruction and the words and the comfort and peace as he too has lost his brother-in-law. Father, may he as an uncle be able to just step into these this place of loss and love his niece and nephew well. Uh, or I'm sorry, I don't know if it's a niece and nephew. I know it was two kids. Uh, but Father, may he just come and fill um, the void and the loss of this father figure. May he be able just to uh, cherish these kids and, and just comfort them during this time. Lord, we know that you can restore all that is broken. And may this time of dependence on you just grow each one of their faiths. We just pray over Neville. May you just be with her as she is just grieving and as she too is just navigating this new life um, without her husband and partner. Would you just breathe um, your peace and life into her? May she cling to you all the more and just see that you are a good God, that despite our circumstances, we can trust in you. 